0: Welcome to the Dr. Living Good Podcast, which exists to equip you with real health solutions to make health simple. The 13 most common nutrient deficiencies. These are my top 13 getting these nutrients in on a daily basis, absolutely crucial. These are the ones I focus on. This makes the biggest difference from a health perspective. 13 of them coming at you. Let's do it. 13 of the most common nutrient deficiencies seen worldwide, especially in America, the devastating effects of not having enough of these key, key nutrients. And I think you'll be surprised at a couple of my top five, especially number five itself. It's one that's not talked about enough. I'm gonna get to that in a moment. Number 13, out of the gates, CoQ. 10. It is an oxidizing quinine that helps reduce oxidative stress in the system. So it acts as a protectant inside of the body. It's beneficial for your heart health. It is a marker and a determinant of C reactive protein. That is the number one blood work item to get in order to measure: is there damage to your heart? And when your C reactive protein is elevated, it suggests that you have an elevated risk for heart disease. So it's a main marker for inflammation. CoQ10 is very, very important in the Energy production of the body. It helps to synthesize and produce energy, especially for your muscles, your most important muscle being your heart. So, if you care about heart health, this is a nutrient that has to go in. I would recommend 100 milligrams, up to 100 milligrams a day, 50 to 100 is fantastic. It is in my cholesterol support, it is in my energy support. I get this one in most days because I'm taking my energy support regularly to help the mitochondria, the powerhouses of my body, produce it. If you're on a statin drug, It is an absolute must, and you can use that cholesterol support with a statin drug. So number 13, out of the gates, lucky 13, CoQ10. Number 12, glycine. This is an amino acid that is crazy important inside your system. It makes up nearly one third of the amino acids in collagen. So this is very prevalent in collagen, collagen being the connective tissue makeup of your body. This protein makes most of your connective tissue, tendons, joints, skin. connective tissue in between those, the lining of your gut. So glycine makes up a third of collagen. So glycine is very important to building collagen. So it helps to reduce inflammation in the body. It helps decreasing oxidative stress, which is so crazy important because that's what causes the plaque in your artery and causes the inflammation to build up in the system. It is very important in the production of NADPH, which is involved in the energy production of your body, helps to transport and support the reservoir of electrons to produce ATP. You down with ATP? Yeah, you know me. Glycine helps to protect that and serves as an antioxidant. It protects the cells. It's anti-stress. It is helps sleep. It helps gut health, of course, with the lining of gut health. So this can become very important for a lot of different conditions. It is observed that people with low glycine levels are very susceptible to metabolic disease, triglycerides, cholesterol, high blood pressure, and diabetes. Glycine's low, you have a big correlation with those metabolic conditions, as well as fatty liver disease, affecting 50 million Americans. So gelatin rich foods, not J-E-L-L-O though. (laughs) Okay. I like it in collagen sources. I like it in bone broth sources or gelatin itself. And those are in a powder form, right? You can use those to get extra glycine in the system. Incredibly important amino acid, the building blocks of the proteins of our body and how we use them. Number 11, talk about collagen, the precursor to it, vitamin C. Vitamin C, crazy important with immune health, crazy important as a precursor for collagen and the connective tissue of our body, the integrity of our blood vessels. It can impact your hair, it can impact your gums. If you get a lot of bleeding of gums, you're losing your hair. If you bruise really easily, you might just be deficient in vitamin C. Okay. So if you were to stop taking any source of vitamin C from any sort of fruit, and I'll talk about those sources in a second or any kind of supplemental form, your body would be depleted of it in 12 weeks. It is a water soluble vitamin. So it means you need to be taking it in regularly, like on a daily basis. I like taking high doses of it that are extracted from fruit forms Or actually using the fruit forms and eating the foods themselves both have you know a little bit of uniqueness as far as the uses but if you're talking about fending off colds bolstering your immune system fighting off infections oral vitamin C is the way to go and I usually take somewhere between 500 milligrams and 1600 milligrams per day, even go higher doses than that, might take it one to three times a day. So I have forms of high dose vitamin C, it's also in one of my electrolytes powders, different forms of it, or you can eat a lot of fruit and vegetables that would give you some of that benefit. So acerola cherry, is a great form. It's got 50 to hundred times more vitamin C than like a lemon or an orange. And so it provides a big dose of it. We like to put it in our smoothies. I do like lemons still, I like oranges still, watch the sugar content there, but that is the easiest way. And even some vegetables have it as well, but regular daily vitamin C, absolutely crucial for the system, essential nutrient number 11. Number 10, choline. It's a b vitamin that's well known for brain development it has a lot of links to the brain and to alzheimer's and memory issues because it controls and makes one of the neurotransmitters acetylcholine all right so this is the precursor to it this is how you make those neurotransmitters which helps your brain fire. Now, choline, very important for the cell membranes of your body, energy production of your body, metabolism of your body. It has anti-inflammatory properties, and it's estimated that 90% of the US population is deficient in this one specific nutrient. So how do you increase it? Maybe it's one you haven't heard of before, but it made my top 10. It is associated with memory issues. So very important to have it for memory related conditions going on. If you're lethargic or fatigued, or if you have a lot of brain fog, choline would be one to increase that attention span. Now, the most serious choline deficiency is tied to non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. There it is again. So a couple of these nutrients, severely deficient, as that liver trouble helps to deplete the choline in the system. So we want to put a lot of extra choline in if you're dealing with fatty liver disease, especially if you're dealing with brain fog that comes with it. And when choline levels are low, fat deposits build up in the liver. How do you get it? The way I eat it and get it the most is pasture-raised eggs. So I have three to four of those most mornings. Extra choline, not most mornings, but a couple of times a week. That's where I get a lot of extra choline. Grass-fed beef for the liver of it. Wheat germ, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, wild-caught salmon, shiitake mushroom cauliflower, krill oil, all excellent sources of choline. And of course you can supplement with it. I use it in my B vitamin complex, which has 11 different B vitamins or B vitamin friends that can get these type of things in to stimulate all the enzymatic processes that B vitamins are involved in, including your brain and choline. Number nine, let's jump from B vitamins to micro minerals. These micro minerals, you don't need very much of them. They're so important. Two of the top ones, iodine and copper, but you wanna be careful these. You don't need to just take gobs of them. Like a lot of people, or some people I'll see do like Lugol's iodine drops and they're mega dosing with iodine. I don't think that's the route we should go because you can easily get these micronutrients with the right selection of foods. Now, here's why you may wanna do that. They're found in nearly every organ and every tissue, especially iodine, okay? And a deficiency or an inefficiency of it can lead to dysfunctions of different tissues, especially the thyroid, okay? If you're not getting enough iodine in your diet, okay, you can have the uh, salivary glands start to have problems. Okay, you're not producing enough saliva. You're getting a lot of dry mouth. Maybe there's a tingling in your throat or a tick in your throat. You may want to try a little bit more iodine. Dry skin as well dries out the mouth, dries out the skin. A lack of sweat. Those might be you know the symptoms of that going on. And it could be lowering IQ or brain function or not. Like your alertness overall might be low. Iodine. Your muscles can take hits. You can. Start forming nodules maybe in the vocal cords or the thyroid area scar tissue can build up pain a lot of different things that can start to go down in the muscles when you don't have enough iodine for that repair of those tissues now copper on the other hand this is a precursor to collagen it's involved heavily in immune function it's heavily involved in the absorption of vitamin d which is involved in 2500 interactions inside of your body extremely important and copper helps to process cholesterol So if you have a buildup of small particle sizes in your body and you're not using cholesterol properly, you might need a touch more copper. Now, again, I don't OD in these or heavy doses or big doses of them, but you can eat some really simple foods or take them in a simple supplement form. I put them in my multivitamins. I include it in with my vitamin D supplement, some of those things. So spirulina is a great food source of both, okay? These are these algaes, these green and blue algaes. I use them regularly. I have them in my electrolytes, my Energize, my Berry Frost. We use them in our greens powder. Kelp is also in there. It's another great source of iodine. These sea-based products, really easy way to get enough iodine in. Chlorella is another one that is in those greens. As far as copper, you could also look at nuts. You could look at chickpeas, hummus, another good source of copper. You really only need about 200 micrograms of iodine a day. You only need about a milligram of copper in a day. Yeah. Okay. If you're having some of those symptoms, you may kick that up for a little while, but then settle it out. You can easily get it in through foods. And the reason I like that is your body is more likely to use what it needs and get rid of when it doesn't when it comes from a food source. These micro minerals, iodine and copper especially. Number eight, vitamin A. Doesn't get talked about enough. Of the fat soluble vitamins, I think it's just sort of taken for granted, right? It's an essential fat soluble vitamin, which means you need fat in order to properly absorb it. More on that in a moment. It maintains healthy skin healthy teeth, bones, your cell membranes, your vision, of course, what it's well known for. And like vitamin D, it is essential for your immune system. And it works really tightly with vitamin D. So if you're a t- vitamin D taker, I think you should be taking vitamin A with it. Now there's evidence that without vitamin D, vitamin A can be ineffective or even toxic kind of builds up and doesn't get used. But if you're deficient in vitamin A, vitamin D can't function properly either. So you need enough vitamin A with vitamin D. The balance is essential. I think you should be taking them together always if you are taking them, okay? Now, colorful veggies are a great source of beta-carotene, the precursor to vitamin A. It's kind of known as a source of vitamin A because your body uses that to make retinol, which is true usable form of vitamin A. I like beta carotene in colorful vegetables. Think like multiple colors of peppers, right? Is a good example of that. Also sunlight is gonna be a good source to kind of stimulate that beta carotene precursor that's gonna set you up for retinol. Seven to 900 micrograms a day is all you need really to shoot for lots of vegetables to do that. Oftentimes people will eat more than that or take more than that because your body doesn't absorb it all and or converted all the retinol so you can go higher amounts with it just remember to take it with vitamin D with fat my vitamin D supplement for example has the vitamin A and the vitamin D the fat soluble vitamins all together that's rare not many do number seven let's keep rolling with the fat soluble vitamins party vitamin E is another one that's very very important the primary reason is because virtually everyone needs to be on a small dose of vitamin E to protect how your body uses fats in the system. We traditionally eat way too much linoleic acid, LA, which more on that in a moment. And it's stored in our tissues, but it can oxidize really easily if it hasn't already oxidized when we go to put it in our body. Think vegetable oil, canola oil, cottonseed oil. These types of oils are very rancid. They get into our system, linoleic acid, they build up, they congest things, but they oxidize, which is what creates congestion, creates plaquing, creates the inflammation in the system. Vitamin E helps to protect from this. That's one of its main jobs. So if you have been eating a lot of processed foods and you are concerned about these bad oils being in your body, we need vitamin E and it is crucial for brain health is also very good at protecting against rat free radical damage against the effects of aging i always like to source it from a natural source which would be sunflower has a good amount of vitamin e in it that's where we naturally get it from if you are supplementing with vitamin e you can just look at the side of it if it's d tocopherol it's a natural form if it's d l tocopherol it's a synthetic form that's how you know which when you're taking 15 to 20 milligrams a day, easy ways outside of sunflower to get it, hazelnuts, almonds, walnuts, the sunflower seeds, of course, legumes, green vegetables, spinach, broccoli, all excellent sources of vitamins E. You need more antioxidants in your life. Vitamin E is the mother of all antioxidants. It protects other antioxidants. So very important one to get in there. Vitamin B and the B12 is next, number six, all right? B12 specifically is the energy vitamin. A lot of people lacking energy now today, so it becomes important. The body requires a lot of it to do a variety of functions, and then a deficiency can culminate in a range of mental health issues. If you are lacking B vitamin, irritability, depression, dementia, psychosis, B vitamins are crazy important, especially B12. Now, how to get it in? Foods rich in B12 are beef, beef liver, Grass-fed is definitely the preferred type. Lamb, salmon, snapper, shrimp, scallops, and even organic pastured eggs or poultry are great sources of B12 to eat it. If you are supplementing with it, it it's very crucial to take it in the methylcobalamin form. That is the natural form versus just cobalamin, which is a synthetic form. So don't take it synthetic, make sure you take it naturally. I have a conglomerate of B vitamin supplements in a simple form that you can use. Uh, You can check that out below. Number five, top five, here we go. Some people are gonna be a little bit shocked by number five. I told you of one that not a lot of people necessarily take, but it's absolutely crucial for energy. NAD. Niacinamide is a form of B3 vitamin, not to be confused directly with niacin, okay? But it plays a vital role in producing energy. And if you've seen my energy trainings, I break down the entire Krebs cycle, and that is the cycle inside your system that produces your ATP. ATP are your currencies of energy production. The more ATP you have, the more energy you can kick out. You're not grinding the gears. This nutrient, NAD, NADH, either one of those is vitally important for the electron transport chain to produce ATP in your body. Without it, your mitochondria cannot efficiently produce energy. So if you want more energy, we've got to have this in. A lot of people don't use this or enhance it in their body. So there's a long list of conditions that are related to a lack of NAD or NADH. And it is obesity, insulin resistance, diabetes, neurodegeneration, neurological conditions, Alzheimer's, ischemic strokes, heart failure, leaky gut, glaucoma, testosterone issues, cancer issues, kidney issues, and liver disease. Yeah, super important. I take 10 milligrams plus of this per day. I take it in the NADH form, okay, that can be used and synonymously transformed into NAD. NAD gets hard to take in a straight up supplement form because there's a battle of drug companies trying to lock it down and not give you access to it, but you can take it in an NADH form. And so for energy production, I take this on a daily basis to make sure I'm giving the Krebs cycle of my body more to work with to give it the proper nutrients along with B vitamins and magnesium to kick out more ATP. So if you have an energy problem, I would check out that energy supporting supplement and consider adding NAD into your regimen. Number four, I can't believe this one landed at number four, omega-3s. Chances are, if you're listening to this, you're probably taking an omega-3. If you're not, you desperately need one in your system because it's so crucial in the function of your cell membranes and of your mitochondria. Now, we eat way too many processed foods, which comes with way too much linoleic acid, LA. There it is again, builds up in our body, it congests our cells, it is more dangerous than sugar because our cells then end up being made of these toxic fats so we're inflamed consistently. Telltale signs that you have too much LA in your system and not enough omega-3 is that you have dry skin, scaly skin, alligatory type skin, chicken skin you know, on your backs of your arms, your head, dandruff, dry hair, your nails are real brittle, you're fatigued, you have muscle cramps or menstrual cramps, poor attention span, you are lacking EPA and DHA, which come from fatty fish. And these fish sources are directly tapped into then and providing solid forms of omega-3 from EPA and DHA, which control your brain and control your cell membranes. So instead of having it go through the conversion process or risk not converting it, I like those fish sources if you can get them in. The one I supplement with is a concentrated form of omega-3s. You can certainly eat it, in salmon, mackerel, sardines. But if you're taking an omega 3 supplement, it's important that it's concentrated so you get more of it absorbed and you get a higher dose in a smaller amount. So we have gone through an extensive process of filtering out those omega 3s to make sure we have a very concentrated dose. 750 milligrams is the minimum I take each day. Most of the time, I take 1,500 milligrams, and that helps keep the inflammation out of the body and the pains out of the way. So take it more concentrated. That was four. Three, just barely topping omegas is K2 because I just feel like it's so important and a lot of people miss it. Not K1, not the blood thinning one, K2, bone health, the health of your arteries, the health of blood vessels, they play extremely important biological role in so many different processes in the body, like renewing tissue and bone growth, healthy pregnancies, cancer prevention. K2 is very, very underrated when it comes to the fat soluble vitamins. So if you are wanting stronger bones, if you were wanting to get more you know, magnesium in your body, which we'll talk about that in a moment, then vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin K2, they all work together. They need proper amounts together. So foods that are naturally high in K2, fermented foods. Natto is a form of soy. You got to make sure that's non-GMO if you're going to use it. I love fermented vegetables, especially sauerkraut, right? Great sources of vitamin K2. Raw cheese is a decent source as well. You're looking for a 10 to 20 to 1 ratio with vitamin D, right? You're maybe talking 200 micrograms a day, 400 micrograms a day, depending on how much vitamin D and vitamin A you're taking, right? Like 10 to 1. So like you're taking a thousand I use a vitamin D, you might only take 50 to 100 micrograms of of vitamin K2. Kind of that balance is what I'm looking for right there. Okay, let's go top two. Number two, magnesium. Man, this was almost a deadlock tie with number one, but this is the one I feel like you're the most deficient in. 90 plus percent of Americans deficient in magnesium, let alone around the world. It's the fourth most abundant element in your body and is one of the absolute essential seven minerals that we cannot live without. It's involved in hundreds, of biochemical reactions inside of your body. It contributes to all types of different health problems, especially when you're deficient in it. And it's necessary for the function, daily function of every cell in your body, especially your heart, especially your muscles, okay? If you have low levels, it's gonna deplete your energy and your mitochondrial function. It's gonna deplete your metabolic, your weight loss function. Low magnesium has been known research-wise to be one of the top predictors of poor heart health. helps the body detoxify, it minimizes environmental chemicals, heavy metals, other toxins in your system. How do you know if you're low in it? Nausea, constipation, headaches, nighttime leg cramps, numbness and tingling in your extremities, weakness, tremors, heart palpitations. This is all warranted for magnesium in your system. Now, RDA dose, somewhere between three and 400 milligrams per day. You could certainly go up to five, six, seven, eight hundred 800 easily, especially if you know you're deficient, but I try to stay around three to 400 milligrams per day, kind of depending on your age and your gender. The chelated forms of this are best. I get asked all the time, what's the best source of magnesium? There's seven of them that have a lot of benefit in your body. The chelated forms of this can cross the blood brain barrier and all of them have different impacts from digestion to heart to muscle. So I take all seven. I make it easy on you in my magnesium supplement there's very few that do this all seven in the chelated form so you can get them optimally absorbed and used in the system I take that one daily because it's just too crucial and if you're taking high doses of the next one or you're getting exposed to a lot of sunlight or you're getting exposed to a lot of toxicity magnesium's got to go in which leads us to number one it's still my number one for the last three or four years vitamin D3 watch my D3 videos as a next step I'll put that up in a moment for you but signs and indications that you have low vitamin d is that you're obese you have achy bones you're feeling blue there's a lot of sweating on your head you have poor immune function it's just it's involved in 2500 different roles and reactions inside of your body it's been found to play a role in so many diseases cancers diabetes respiratory infections virus infections chronic inflammation autoimmune diseases multiple sclerosis this one is just low-hanging fruit to get it elevated in between the 50 to 100 mark. That's your goal, it should be your goal. If you go under 100, back off the sunlight or the supplementation a little bit. If you're below 50, you need to increase your dose. I take at least 4,000 a day, and I would recommend a lot of you taking 8,000 IUs a day with magnesium, zinc, fat soluble vitamins, A, D, E, and K all together. And then you need to take a little bit of fat with it. I just put that all in my vitamin D plus immune complex to really have a well-rounded approach of a lot of these that are in here. You can check that one out below. The best form of it though, sunlight, get the sunlight. I just realized that six months out of the year for a lot of you, depending where you live in the world, you can't get vitamin D3 in, but there's a good way to take it if you need supplementation during that time to increase that up and that's exactly where I would leave you as a next step video. One of my most popular videos that I've ever made is stop taking vitamin D3 until you understand this. So It is the top nutrient deficiency. And if you're watching this and if the sun has disappeared for the season that you're in, you need to be supplement with D3, but you can make some major mistakes and cause some damage in your body, magnesium depletion, or impact a lot of these other nutrients if you don't do it right. So check that video out next. There it is, peeps.